Welcome to the Mind Boss Project. We're leading the war against the societal programming for a fat, broke, and depressed population. I am your co-host, Gabe Plugez. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? I'm your other co-host, Jack Bly. And today, we have a very special guest. He is someone who uh, really found himself in a dark place. He found himself depressed, divorced at one point in time, a college dropout on anxiety medication, uh, skinny fat, 149 pounds with zero pounds of muscle, and he really considers himself a complete failure. But flash forward to today, he's really found himself and his path. He's clocking in a stellar physique. Uh, he's raising an amazing family. He's the number one ranked girl dad, of course. He's recently quit his corporate job to pursue his dreams, and he's had an amazing impact on us personally. And of course, he's widely known as the most positive person on Twitter. Welcome, Tyler Todd. How are you doing today? Hey, thank you so much, gentlemen. It's a pleasure and an honor to be here. That's quite an introduction, man. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, for sure, man. We're so happy to have you here. And uh, one of the number one questions that we have for you, and I'm sure you get asked this a lot by a lot of people, um, what do you think has led to you just becoming so positive, having that much, such positive outlook on life? What do you think has been you know, led to that? Yeah, for sure. I, th I think number one and what people need to realize is, is it's a choice, right? Like like negative things happen to me every single day. They happen to you every single day, but it's a choice. It's an active and an intentional choice to choose to see the good every day, to choose to be positive and to choose to say, you know what, man, it could be worse. I could be dead. <laughs> you know, I could be, you know, all these things. So it's, you know, I think it's an intentional choice. And then number two is, is really, and I'm really intentional about it. I put a long thread out on Twitter long ago about you know, I guard my inputs very, very carefully now. Um, you know, if you're not also a positive person who's building me up, cheering me on, I'm cheering you on, you're not going to be in my life very long. Um, so, you know, I cut out a lot of negative people. I cut out all the negativity on, on social media. I'm not following politics. I'm not following the sky is falling with, you know, this disease and that thing. You know, there's so much negative you can focus on. There's almost so much, all, also so much positive, though, right? Like every single day there's blessings all around us. And when you choose to actively focus on those, it's really hard to have a bad day. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I, like, I like how you put that. You know, kind of right out of the gate, you just um, bluntly just say, you know what, it's a choice. You know, it's, that's something we throw around quite a bit when it comes to fitness. Um, but, you know, being in, in the place you are now, you know, obviously you understand that at some point you were in a place in your life where you weren't making the choice um, to be so positive. So what were some of those events that kind of created you having the mindset of being able to make that choice to be more positive. Yeah, 100%. You know, I found myself, I want to say about seven years ago now, uh, divorced. Um, you know, I had one point in my life I had made well over a million dollars playing poker. I had blown through a lot of that. <laughs> I, uh, so I didn't have much money. I, uh, I was on anxiety meds and depressed. I like literally couldn't get off the couch for days at a time. And, and the thing that I look back then that I, that I thought so much was, well, poor me. I'm a victim. My ex-wife did this to me. The economy did this to me. The president did this to me. My parents didn't do this. You know, everybody, every, I blamed everything else. And then the day that it changed for me was one day when I just woke up and said, you know what? I don't really care anymore. <laughs> Nobody's going to tell me anything. I'm, I know the right things to do. We all know the right things to eat. We all know the right things to do. And I had a couple people along the way pour into my life, too. Uh, I started with a man named Colby who just one day kind of found me at a low point and said, hey, Ty, you want to go to the gym? I, I, you know, I was 149 pounds at that time, and this dude was built like a Greek god. 
and he just invited me to the gym. And day after day for a year, I went with that man to the gym. He'd go at 4.30 in the morning sometimes. I went at 4.30 in the morning too. Some nights he had clients till 10 p.m. We didn't go till 10 p.m. I went at 10 p.m. then. You know, just whenever I could be around this man, I want to be around him because he was the most positive person I'd ever met in my life at this time. And, and so I really, fitness was kind of the catalyst for that for me where I started, you know, it's no secret. You, you work out every day, man. The endorphins get rushed and you you're conquering challenges in the gym that spills over to life too so that was a huge catalyst for me you know when i when i was depressed and, and on anxiety meds and all these things just his simple invite hey ty you want to go to the gym started to turn the whole thing around for me wow wow man that's that is quite amazing because i feel like i've had a similar transformation myself it started with fitness for me personally um so it's amazing to hear that your story started with fitness as well so Kind of run me through that. How was it a struggle at first to go to the gym or did it just kind of turn around like a 360? What was yeah, that moment like? Yeah, I, I was at a, a bad spot in my life again where I, you know, I had been married. My wife, ex-wife cheated on me. And so then I'm, I'm really depressed about that. And just just the depression was sinking in so bad that I, I truthfully didn't really want to drink much. But I found myself drinking six, seven days a week. And I'd, I'd go out for a beer with a buddy and it'd turn into a 3 a.m. bender. And I kind of lived like this for about a year. Um, and then, you know, I just met through another friend of a friend, this man, Colby, who just said, you know, Ty, you're a funny guy. <laughs> you know, you're a cool dude. Why don't you join us at the gym? And I hadn't really worked out in a couple years. I hadn't really thought about it much. And I don't really know why, but I just, I like this guy. He was, he was literally, when I talk about this guy again, we talk about positivity, this man Colby, and he was my first gratitude letter. I wrote him a long letter uh, 23 months ago, and I do this every month now, where I just thank somebody from my past for, for pouring in. And he was the first one, and, you know, we're still buddies today, but this was the kind of guy who, man, you know, he just walk into a place and he lights it up. He's just electric. Everybody he talks to, he builds them up. He compliments people. Never forget, we'd walk into the gym some mornings, and he would literally run around the gym and high-five the cleaning staff, because we'd be there at 4.30 in the morning, you know, the staff's still in there cleaning. He's running around, dude, you guys do an amazing job, These, this, everything is so perfect, you guys are the best, like, like, literally, that's the kind of guy this guy was, and so, I was just really drawn to him, because I was in such a dark place, you know? I mean, it's hard to admit, but the weeks leading up to that, you know, I, I used to think, like, I don't even care if I wake up the next day, you know, my life was just in that, that pit, and so just looking at a guy like that who's so on fire, you know, just, just excited to be alive, it seems like. And I'm like, well, how do I get that, you know? Well, I'm going to try and hang around this dude some more, you know? And so for that next year, you know, I, I did just every single day that was the choice to go with him. He kind of encouraged me to, hey, maybe get certified, you know, learn more about fitness, be a trainer, you know? So I did that. <laughs> I went and took classes in my spare time, got certified to be a trainer, just learn more about health, fitness, the body, all of that stuff. And yeah, man, just, just by hanging out with him, I mean, you know, you don't feel like getting up at 4 o'clock some nights when you've gone to bed at 1 a.m., but there's freedom on the other side of that, you know, and I think we yeah. all know that. Once you get there and you start to see the fruit and the benefits of that, I, I don't know that many people who really start getting into fitness and then just stop one day, and they're like, well, I'm just kind of tired of feeling better. <laughs> you yeah. know, like, nobody really does that, you know? Yeah. I, I love uh, a few things that you touched on there, man, uh, because you, you mentioned about – um, that, that kind of habit that you've been practicing and building of just being grateful and, and writing down kind of your daily gratitudes and also just pouring into people. Um, and when you were describing that story to us, you were talking about your friend Colby, how he was pouring into you 
on a daily basis, Al. When it seemed like he walked in the room, he lit up the whole room. He was going around, and you were looking at Colby thinking, how does this guy have so much energy? How is this guy leaving such positive impact? And I couldn't help but get a little bit lost in that because I almost thought that you were talking about yourself, man. It kind of sounds like you're describing yourself there because um, and you know this is kind of what you've been grown to be known for. But right now, you are that person that's pouring into so many other individuals. You're that person that's lighting up the room, man. So I wanted to dig a little deeper um, on kind of that that principle of pouring into people what what because personally that that principle has impacted my life the most um just my relationship um with my girlfriend who i've been with for six years but i want to talk to you a little bit more about how you kind of picked up on that principle of pouring into people and what that's led to for you kind of the lives that you touched with that because i know you know obviously the lives that you've been able to impact has been a, a major point of pride for you so i want to talk a little bit about that yeah, so, so again, it goes back to Colby, um, just watching him day in and day out build others up. I mean, that guy never had a negative thing to say in the in the couple years that we hung out every day. And then another man that poured into me was a preacher from back home who, around this same time that I'd start getting into fitness and stuff, um, I started meeting him, and his name's Eddie Lowe, and he runs a pretty big mega church. And so we started having coffee together and things like that. And, you know, I used to say some things to him, too, about to be or I strive to be you know I want to have a family and do all these things and he just always challenged me well there's nothing stopping you but you <laughs> you know and that was such a light bulb and then the way he poured into me um the way Colby did that I always think back now and, and even today you know I'm just I'm so grateful man I just got in from a five mile walk with my sons you know both of our little boys before that I'm wrestling out in the yard with my daughter and and she literally tackles me puts her arm around me and says daddy I got a secret for you and I said what's that baby and she said, I love you more than anything in the world, you know, and it's, it's like that just floods my soul and my spirit. And so I think, okay, man, moments like that, I go right back to Colby and right back to Eddie and these guys that poured into me. And I think if they hadn't done that, none of these moments in my life would happen. I'd still be depressed. I'd still be on anxiety meds. I'd still maybe not taking those first steps. You know, what if he had never, what if Colby just woke up that day and said, I don't really want to be my best today, you know? I'm not going to invite Tyler to the gym. I'm not going to bring him back day in and day out. You know, where would my life be? And so that just motivates me every single day, man, to not have any normal interactions. Like, I hate the, how you doing? How's your day? How's your job? What's work like? You know, no, man, let's talk about our passions. Let's get real. Let's have these, like, deep conversations. Let's pour into people, you know? So I'm, I'm pretty known for, you know, I managed a bank for six years, man, and I, I don't bring in maybe the most money or run the most successful branches, but I'm so proud that, you know, a lot of my coworkers now are, are in much, much better health than when I started. A couple of them have actually left the bank and have started their own side hustles and their own jobs and things they're passionate about, you know. And that's a big sense of pride. You know, you mentioned pride for me. I mean, that's what I want to do. And when it's all said and done, I really want my legacy to be that, you know, that I pour into people and I get the best out of people. And I feel like, you know, not just having these average conversations daily, you know, whether that's with your spouse, whether that's with your kids, with, with us talking, whatever it is, you know, we could sit here and have these surface level conversations, but what that's, what's that really do? You know, that doesn't accomplish anything. So when I talk about pouring in, that's what I mean is, you know, let's, let's dig deeper. Let's get to know people. Let's, why are you acting the way you're acting? How can we change that? How can we set goals? How can we audit those goals? How can we get you better every day? You know, that's what I'm really interested in. And that, that to me, that's pouring in. You know, one great thing about pouring into people um, that I'm really realizing right here is the actual impact that goes into it. So you said it started with Colby. He kind of took you and he poured into you. 
And now you've yourself been able to pour into the people around you. It started with, you know, maybe your family, your kids, your wife. And now you're even pouring into tons of people on social media, including ourselves. And hopefully on with this conversation right here on this podcast, we're able to pour into someone else. And the web just keeps on growing and growing yes. and growing. And it's exponential impact. That is just 100%. amazing. Jack, and that's why I always say, you know, every day I got somebody who comes and they'll give me crap on Twitter or something. You, you should follow politics. You should know what's going on in the community, <laughs> you know. And I, and I truthfully believe this. The best way to change the world is exactly what we're talking about right now, pouring into people. You know, the best way I can change the world is have an on-fire marriage, raise on-fire kids, be an on-fire employee, pour into people all day, every day. You know, it's not really voting for somebody, <laughs> in yeah. my opinion, you know. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. So, what I want to do real quick is I want to get kind of practical for the people listening right now. So maybe they're in a dark place. Maybe they're not where they want to be. What is something practical that they can do themselves right now to kind of maybe take that step towards having that more positive outlook, being able to maybe be that person for the people around them, be the leader? Uh, one thing I noticed uh, from your Twitter, um, I believe on your recent update, uh, you said it was 993 days of journaling what you're grateful for. Is that does that sound about correct? correct. Yes, it's nine ninety five now. Nice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yeah, I, I start one hundred percent of my days now. Uh, first thing I do, I, I, even before that, actually, don't snooze. <laughs> so when your alarm goes off, you spring out of bed, and I, I chug a couple waters, and then yeah, I, I journal usually about ten, sometimes fifteen things that I'm grateful for that day. These things range from you know, man, I'm just so grateful I get another day you know I'm so grateful sometimes I get weird with it man it's dude I'm just grateful I got both of my hands <laughs> you know how cool is that <laughs> I'm grateful I got my feet and I can walk I'm grateful for my healthy body I'm grateful for my children for my wife my home you know, there's just a million things the sun the mountains you know we go on and on forever about this but starting your day off with that and then I spend about a minute or two just visualizing kind of in prayer just kind of thanking God thanking the higher power whatever you want to call it that that you know I get these blessings. I get to live this life. This is amazing. All, all parts of it is amazing, you know? And so when you start to shift your mind like that for almost a thousand days, it's, it's so cool, man. I, I had been doing this for maybe a few months. And then one night, my daughter, who at the time was maybe two, came crying and running into our room at like two in the morning. And my brain instantly said, I get to be her dad. I get to be the one that gets to go put her back to bed and cuddle her. Like, no other man in the world gets to do that. What a gift. And, and before that, I had just thought, like, man, you know, this sucks. I'm, I'm up at 2 in the morning. <laughs> I'm going to have a terrible next day at work. Now, and my mind would have raced that way. But I've sort of really intentionally reprogrammed my brain with this gratitude journal, writing gratitude letters, just seeing the world, you know, cutting out negativity and seeing positivity everywhere. Uh, that's just where my brain naturally goes now. That takes work. It's like lifting. You know, you, you don't go to the gym seven times, then all of a sudden you're fit. You go to the gym day after day consistently, you know. So, again, 995 days now, your brain starts to shift. I started seeing really good results after about 60 days, just noticing my thought patterns were shifting. I wasn't seeing challenges. I was seeing opportunities. So that would be number one, I would say, you know, out of bed and write down 10 15 things you're grateful for every single day because you have them and when we're in those dark places like when i was very depressed and very anxious and, and not getting out of bed for days at a time i couldn't see anything i couldn't see any of the blessings all i could see was my problems all i could see was my past i was letting that define me once i started really taking control of that and saying hey this is these are my blessings and i'm gonna focus on them uh, that's when my whole life just just shifted and changed so that would be my first step right there 
Yeah, man, I love that. And I know you're talking about um, you know practicing this habit of, of gratitude, practicing the habit of not looking necessarily at challenges, but looking at them as opportunities, saying, I get to you know take on this challenge. I get to be her dad. I get to walk into work and, and serve these people. Um, you know, there's going to be some people who are listening to this who either A, they are, you know, in a dark place right now and they're looking at all the challenging challenges in their life as, you know, kind of this woe is me syndrome. Um, but there's also going to be people listening uh, to this podcast, um, especially in our space, who are, you know, in the positive mindset already, who are grateful, um, who are looking at challenges as, challenges as opportunities. Um, but one problem that comes up even for the people who are already positive minded is, you know, looking at you, looking at your impact um, and looking at the impact they would like to have. And they're probably thinking, I've changed my life so much by being grateful. I've changed my life. My life has changed so much because of somebody that has poured into me. How do I pour into, you know, maybe my dad? How do I pour in to my girlfriend, my boyfriend, to my best friend who I know is struggling, who I know is looking at themselves and hating what they see in the mirror? So what would you say to the people who are thinking, how do I take what has been given to me, take what's been poured into me, take what I've built, and how do I pour that into somebody else who I know needs the help? Yeah, that's a really good question. And, and number one, I think we always have to lead by example, right? And again, that goes back to how do you really change the world? That, that's being on fire every single day. And so, you know, I, I was in a pretty bad marriage a few years ago too, uh, second marriage, <laughs> you know, things weren't going well. And, and then a night I got on my knees and I decided, you know, I'm going to change the way I, I behave at home. I'm going to change the way that I prioritize everything. I'm going to change these things. Lo and behold, just kind of by my wife being around me and seeing that positive shift every day too, um, you know, she's a whole heck of a lot more positive now. So I think number one is leading by example. Uh, I think number two is is certainly like always trying to build those people up. When we, when we talk about pour in, you know, I have a rule as a, as a boss and a, you know manage a bank that I always try and say five positive things to employ before any negative. So I kind of have that in life too. So you know, even if I notice maybe. I'm wrong. I'm going to build you up five times and then I'm going to try and help you out a little bit after that, you know? Um, so I kind of have little rules like that. It's tough because, you know, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't always feed him. And, you know, I have people in my life right now that I love absolutely dearly that are, that are in seasons of struggle, you know, and I wish they'd get to this other side, you know? Um, but I think the best we can do is encourage them, cheer them on. And, and they ultimately have to make that decision. Um, you know, my father's a, a really wise guy, and he, you know, he's my coach growing up. And I'll never forget one of the first times I, I made an out in baseball. I instantly started crying. <laughs> I think I was like six or seven years old. And my dad pulled me aside, and, and he said, you know, son, you're either going to be a victor or a victim, but you can't be both. And I'll never forget that. And he always said that to me growing up, you know. And, and I think that, you know, for far too long, I, would, I just chose to be a victim. I really did until a bunch of people really poured into me and then helped me kind of change that mindset. But until people are really ready to get there, um, you know, the best you can do is encourage them, lead by example, you know, help them along the way, give them little tips, but, but people have to make that step themselves. And that's something that I've, I've really learned over this last year, you know, it doesn't matter how bad I want it for somebody that I love, they have to take those steps. Gotcha. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And one thing that I'm taking away from that is, everyone is capable you know every single person on this earth has gone through the struggles we've hit that out in baseball 
Uh, we've gone through financial struggle. We've had struggles in our relationships. But everyone goes through that. The difference is in how we interpret it, how we react to these situations. We all have that choice at the end of the day, like you said, like your dad said, to be a victor or to be a victim. That's absolutely right, man. I'm fist pumping as you say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love what you said there, Jack, um, on how we kind of have that choice um, to be a victor or a victim. And we all are capable of being victors but it depends on how we interpret you know, those challenges. And I remember one thing that Jack um, taught me early on, um, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this, Tyler, uh, kind of on how people react to conversations and statements you make. This is kind of when we were really getting started and getting into the nitty gritty of just how to you know, make a sales call or how to you know, produce a piece of content that's gonna tell somebody. And one of the things that Jack uh, taught me was that people, um, always refuse what they're told, but they always agree with what they conclude. And I know Tyler, you said that it's not that you're going to, you know, sit someone down and preach to them and tell them that they need to change their lives or that this is, you know, the grass is greener on this side, come to me, but it's actually that you're going to lead by example and you're going to show them and they're going to come to the conclusion themselves that you're doing something different, that you have that fire in you. Um, and they're going to want to follow suit with the example that you're putting down yeah that's so wise man yeah that's a very that's so true i you know faith is a big part of my life too but it's something i don't i don't really speak on a lot and i've actually had a lot of people in my dms on twitter you know say are you a christian you seem like a christian you know and to <laughs> yeah. me that's a pretty good compliment too because I, I think you know people that walk around just yelling at people about everything they do wrong and telling them you're not a good christian because you do this or that or that, you know it's that's the silliest way to go about it you know um to me it's you know if you are a true christian man you, you know you you live that life every day and then you speak about it when asked about you know uh, and I think it's the same way with fitness. I think it's anything, you know, if I just run around telling people that are obese, you're obese and you suck yeah. and you're doing this wrong, like, that's probably not the best way, right? Like we need to show them love. We need to show empathy. Hey, let's find out why you got there. Let's talk about the reasons you want to change. And then let me show you how, you know, let's take a first couple steps, you know, and I'll encourage you and cheer you the whole way. You know, to me, that's. Absolutely. I love it, Tyler. Um, I do want to switch gears a little bit because I am so I'm so interested and curious about um, pretty much what's going on because I know recently you made the decision uh, to resign from your job. I'm just I'm really curious. How did you come to this decision? And you know, what are your plans moving forward with that? I'm so curious. Yeah, I'm really pumped about this, man. So this was like six years in the making, probably. I mean, I was a professional poker player <laughs> for a decade. Um, and then took a job at corporate when we had our first child, just need health insurance. And I got promoted like four times in the first three years and, and then took over running a whole branch. I've been doing that for a while, uh, but it's never been my passion. You know, I, I, I've really poured into people while I'm there and I'm happy about it, but like bank policy and things like that. I mean, I think it's absurd. They even let me run a bank. Like I'm really high energy and friendly. So I keep getting promoted, but like, I don't even know policy. You know, like, <laughs> um, So it's, you know, to be able to tell my boss this was really cool. Uh, it was about two weeks ago. And, you know, we, my wife and I have invested really well um, in, in some farmland that pays us passive income. 
So, you know, I think I'm the only guy that's that's choosing to take like a 50K year pay cut here during a pandemic. But uh, <laughs> yeah, just just told my boss a couple of weeks ago, moving forward, I only want to work 20 hours a week. Uh, that's to keep health insurance. So I'm going to work like uh, two and a half days a week um, as soon as they train my replacement. And then, man, I just get to do things that I'm really passionate about every day. So I have uh, four clients now that I talk to. It's all married men and men in relationships that I kind of coach through different relationships and you know, how to stay connected to your spouse, how to be a great father, how to do things like that. And man, I've just seen some, just some of the biggest miracles ever, man, where, you know, one of my guys, I'm not going to say his name, but he'll know when he listens to this, you know, that literally had been in a dead marriage for nine years, like, like hope to have sex once a year, (laughs) you know, like, you know, six, seven weeks later, man, it's just on fire. Him and his wife are making out in the living room. You know, they're just, their kids are telling them they're gross because they can't get their hands (laughs) off each other. And it's just like, you know, to literally get to pour into a guy like that and then now you know he's got two young kids and so his kids are going to see a whole different kind of a man that's leading at home instead of his wife makes every decision you know um yeah. you know to get to pour into people like that is just been phenomenal man and then i also love poker so i plan on playing quite a bit more poker um because that's just always been a passion man i played for like 17 years now a lot of success with it and we moved to henderson nevada uh 30 minutes from the strip so that i can play a little bit more too so I That's definitely awesome. plan on doing that some too. So as soon as they train my replacement, you'll you'll probably even see me on Twitter a little bit more then, man. <laughs> I won't be constrained with work. <laughs> I'm excited for that, man. I know um, one thing that you mentioned that you're kind of taking up now since you're going to have way more availability um, uh, from the bank job is um, kind of coaching men who are not only you know in relationships currently or maybe coming out of uh, harsh relationships. Um, and obviously, the lessons you've been teaching them, like you said, have turned you know a nine-year dead marriage into just a marriage that's on fire within six to seven weeks. So obviously the lessons you're sharing with them, um, you know, they're not service level, they're having a major impact. Um, I was curious, I know you mentioned you you went through a divorce and you know you, you were having marriage struggles even if in your second marriage. What are what are some of the the events that taught you those lessons that, let's be honest, they're they're not service level lessons, they're life saving lessons. lessons that take a marriage and maybe you know, save a man and, and his wife from depression, but also, you know, go on to impact their kids like you're talking about. What were some of those events that really taught you those lessons on that deep level? Yeah, I mean, huge for me, man, was just, I mean, this sounds so cheesy, but like we just didn't communicate and I was just on autopilot and it, it, it all happened about the same time for me when I, because I got into shape with Colby like seven years ago and then I lost it. Like we had a, we had our daughter. I didn't work out for 18 months after that um, because I wanted to be super dad and Mr. Hero, you know, always around. At that time, I was managing the bank and getting promoted all these times. So that's where my energy and effort was going. Um, and I just wasn't present at home, to be honest. And it, it hurts to say that, you know, and I, and I thank God my, my queen, <laughs> Annie, stuck with me um, during that time. But, yeah, we were we were so rocky, man, during that time that, you know, we we knew we had common goals. but We never talked about it either. We watched a show every night. We watched Netflix. I literally would come home from work. I would complain about my day. She'd complain about hers, and we watched Netflix. And that, that was our life. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that doesn't lead to very good results. And when I talk to a lot of men, especially out there, you know, that's what they do. They feel validated at the office, so they put their best energy and their best time into the office. And by the time they get home, you know, they eat their meal, and they zone out, watch some TV, and they go to bed. And they never really connect with their spouse never really connect with their kids you know and to me that's just been the biggest shift for us is okay you know we 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 hire a sitter every single week 
So actually, it's today. Uh, we do it a couple times a week now because we just we're, we're really in love. It's better than the honeymoon phase for us right now, yeah. seven years in. But we're about to, we're about to go for a date. We got a sitter over here um, coming at 3:30, and so I got something planned for us. You know, I plan something every single week where sometimes it's a, just a walk, a bike ride. We get in the hot tub together. You know, whatever it is. But it's three, four hours every week where her and I don't have phones. We don't have anything but each other. That's it. And we just talk about our goals what we want to accomplish as a couple, what kind of legacy we want to leave, how we want to pour into our children each day, you know, just everything, you know, just, just life. We want to talk about life, our finances, just every goal we have, you know, then we audit those goals together. We, we, we check them, you know, sometimes we just go to a couple shots of tequila. I don't drink much anymore, maybe four times a year, but you know, we'll do some shots of tequila and just dance and just laugh and just too many marriages and too many men, especially they don't lead at home. So the wife makes all the decisions and they're just there. They're just present. You know, the dad's a paycheck. That's all he is. And, and so when you really stop that and you start to think, okay, where, where's my best energy going to go? My best energy doesn't go to the office anymore. You know, like I take a minute before I get home from the office every day in my car and I regroup myself for 30 seconds, a minute. And then when I come in the door, I burst in the door every single night daddy's home let's have some fun you know (laughs) we're gonna do dance parties we're gonna go do obstacle courses we're gonna run around you know and my wife told me you know nothing's as sexier to her than seeing me be a great dad too like she'll i just catch her sometimes like watching me out back through the window just you know wrestling with my daughter throwing my sons in the air you know just whatever that is and it's you know she knows that my best energy now and my number one focus is her and the kids and that's been a huge shift Yeah, dude, I, I also I love, write her. I also write ahead. her love letters all the time too. So that's another tip for you men. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Actually, I was kind of hoping that you would touch on that because this is something, man. That when I, when I kind of said that you uh, impacted impacted myself personally, this was one of the main things where you. I think you put out a tweet. And I don't. I don't even know if I commented on it or anything, but I think I just caught it, and it said something about men. You know, write 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 your girlfriends, write your wives a love letter. Tell them you know about your victories. Share those victories. Um, and that's something that I've been practicing personally, um, that has had such a massive impact on my relationship, man, where it feels like, you know, six years in, we're just the best of friends. And like you said, just bursting through the door, excited to see each other. Um, and I know you also touched on how whenever men are feeling, you know, more validated at work, that seems where they, that seems to be where they put all their energy. And some men are, you know, probably, you know, understanding that they need to make changes in their relationship or they want, uh, you know, better results out of the relationship. Um, but they're thinking that they're not feeling validated or that they don't know how to make, you know, their partner feel validated. So what are some of those ways that, um, some of those tips that you can share with some men out there who need to make their, their wives feel validated? Yeah. So number one, I'm smiling ear to ear, Dave, hearing you say that, man, (laughs) that's pretty sweet. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it, it's something that I even schedule now at the beginning of every month when I'm starting to, to write goals and things. I, I always schedule one love letter for my wife, uh, at least, or one video for her just literally just pouring out and saying, I see you, you know, yeah. I, I, I appreciate how much you do for our family, how much you do for me, how much you build me up, how much you, you know, I, I think too often we take that for granted around the people we're around the most. And I think you can go through a relationship and just never really say thank you so much. And I mean it so much, you know, I mean, my wife is just incredible. And I, I could talk about her for, you know, if this is a 48 hour podcast. I could keep talking about her. That's how great she is, you know, 
Um, and I didn't tell her that for years, and I don't know why. Looking back, you know, I, I wanted to watch a show. I wanted to watch a football game. I wanted to, you know, I just don't really know why I never did that, but I just never took the time to really sit her down and say, man, I appreciate you so much. You know, I see everything you're doing. I, I think women and men get validated in different ways, um, and it, it's key to understand that. And so I started studying this a little bit, and it, it's 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 really funny to me because like if the three of us talk and I have a problem, right? I'm probably going to say my problem to you guys. Hey, I, my, my bench press sucks because of this. And you guys are going to say, hey, man, let me shoot you a video. I got a, I got a tip for that. Like, <laughs> and yeah. you're going to fix it, right? And I'm going to say thank you, and then I'm going to implement that, and it's going to be great. And that's how men talk. That's how we communicate. And so I think where we get into trouble sometimes in these relationships is, is our wives come to us, our significant others come to us with a problem, maybe, uh, hey, I'm struggling with this, and so what do we do? We fix it. Hey, real quick, let's fix it. Let's do a quick fix. They don't really want that. When you listen yeah. to women talk, it's amazing, man, because I'll just sit there and I'll listen to my wife and four of her other friends talk about the kids. And, and all they'll say is, oh, man, it's been a challenge lately, you know. Tinley hasn't been sleeping, and so she's been cranky and this and that. And then all the moms at once will say, oh, that's so hard. And then the next mom will say, oh, well, let me tell you about little Tyson. You know, he's just fussing through the night, not doing this and that. And then all the other moms will say, oh, that's so hard. And so what, and they go around the circle like this. Nothing is solved. No one gives any solutions. <laughs> but what they're doing is validating each other. And that's how women feel appreciated, you know? They want to be validated. And so once I realized this, it was such a big thing for me is, man, I need to validate and appreciate my wife every single day because this is how, you know, this is how she really, she feels alive and she feels, you know, the best, the best way I can pour into her is that way. So I, I try and do that every single day. Homeschooling our daughter, two young babies, you know, getting up with them most of the time during the night. Just, just doing so much for our family. And so for me to not say thank you every single day and tell her how appreciative I am, how much I love her, like that's kind of a jerk move, right? So I just being really intentional about that, writing her the love letters. And then and also, guys, like let's not lie. It's a selfish thing on my part too, right? Because <laughs> when, when we're in a dead marriage or a dead relationship or just kind of going through the motions, it's not the same. And you both know what I'm talking about, you know? <laughs> like it's, it comes back to you tenfold, right? Like when you're in an on-fire, passionate relationship, it's the best, you know? So how do I keep that going? Nothing is more important to me than that now. Absolutely. Man, Tyler, one thing really stood out to me, I think, and that's the scheduling of your love letters. Um, because I know this is kind of a practice that we use uh, in fitness for people that uh, have a hard time getting in the gym and actually holding themselves accountable and stay consistent with it. It is scheduling their workouts, like blocking it out of their day, like a work meeting, for example. Because I know a lot of people listening to this right now, they take their career very seriously. They're very passionate about it. They put all their energy and time into that. So they feel drained in all these other areas. They don't put the same energy. And that's when the problems come in because you don't actually put in the work. You don't put the, you know, the love letters. You don't do the words of affirmation. Tell them how much you appreciate them. And I think the simple thing of actually scheduling love letters, of having these actual tasks like you do in every other area of your life, it's necessary. Because if you don't put in the work in your relationship, it's not going to go well. Same thing in your fitness, same thing in your business. If you don't put in the work, if you don't schedule these things, it's not going to go well. Um, so that's just amazing to me. That's something that um, I actually, I'm going to practice that definitely um, right after uh, this conversation. And today I actually, I wrote my girlfriend a love letter for her 
upcoming birthday <laughs> today. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, man. <laughs> I love that you said that, Jack. Um, I wanted to um, mention this little story that me and Jack are kind of um, going through as well. Um, you know, we're talking about you putting in the work in the relationships and how just like you put in the work in your fitness or your business, you got to do the same thing in your relationships if you want that to flourish, if you want to be able to scale that relationship and, you know, get a better ROI for, for not only you, but your significant other, right? Um, my little brother, actually, <laughs> you've probably <laughs> seen me post about him deadlifting and stuff like that. I um, love that, man. That yeah, made man. my day. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you know, I, I, man, I hope, I hope he's not embarrassed by this. He knows we love him, though. Jack and I, we spend probably two hours a day plus with, with this young man, and you know, we, we have been learning how to, how to impact somebody on a personal level because we, we have the opportunity to. Um, and recently, uh, my 14-year-old little brother here, he has found himself in a, um, <laughs> a middle school relationship. And he's, he's taking it very, very seriously. He's asking us all the questions, getting all the insight, right? Um, and so today, he actually told us, you know what, boys – Today is day one. We're officially dating, and wow. he's he's kind of like, what do I do? You know, you know. Uh, and uh, we we're you know we're supportive. We're kind of like, hey man, well now you gotta you gotta start scheduling some hangouts, man. <laughs> you know, he's fourteen years old, right? Um, and Jack goes, yeah, man, you gotta put in the work now. <laughs> you gotta keep this thing afloat. So I think that's so funny how you know we're talking about guys that are coming out of marriages that have been dead for a decade. And how we're, we're talking about how they have to put in the work and invest in their own relationships to see them flourish. But it goes full circle even to my little brother who says he hasn't even held you know his girlfriend's hand. But he's got to be putting in that work um, to be able to see that flourish as well, man. I love how that lesson comes full circle. That's awesome, man. I love hearing that. And it's so true. And it's I think once you realize like, hey, the same mindset in fitness, the same mindset goes to relationships, goes to finances, goes to business, goes to everything. And then it's just being intentional. And like you said, you know, it's it's a weird thing to say, like, I'm going to schedule a love letter, you know, but look, life gets busy. And if I don't put that in my calendar at the beginning of the month, I'll go three, four, five months without really, without doing that. And then I go three, four, five months without writing my life a love letter telling her how much I love her and appreciate her. I don't want that. So I do think it's, yeah, just being extra intentional, man. And, and, and I love the way you said that too. You know, just if you want to win, that's what you got to do. Absolutely. Absolutely, Tyler. And what I want for the people right here is if you could give one piece of advice for anyone who's feeling stuck right now, whether it's uh, just their own personal happiness in their relationship, in their fitness, in their business, any of their life, if they're feeling stuck, what is the greatest piece of advice that you can give them right now? I mean, number one is realizing it's it's you're never stuck. And that's the greatest thing about being a human being is you have choice. And once you make that committed choice, like – and I'm talking about a committed choice. It's not a choice of, well, if everything goes right, then I'm going to I'm gonna stay on this course. It's a choice of I don't give a crap what comes up. I'll go over it, around it, through it. It doesn't matter. My choice is made. My line is in the sand. Like As a human, you can do that anytime you want, like anytime. And so you can be listening to this right now, and you can say my line is in the sand. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to, to stop saying I'm going to get into shape. I'm going to get into shape. I'm, I'm ready to stop saying I'm going to be a better husband. I'm going to be a better husband. Like you can make that choice anytime. And so it's really spend 10, 15 minutes with yourself quietly 
and decide. I don't care what comes up. I don't care how good the food tastes. I don't care about the chocolate chip cookie. I don't care. I don't care. I'm going to win. I'm going to get there. And then write down those goals because if you don't write them down, they're just dreams. And then my next I started to decide I'm going to make all these changes. I started telling everybody about it. Heck, before I ever posted my first tweet on Twitter, I started telling all my friends, I'm going to have 10,000 followers someday. You know, I'm, I'm going to. Like, I'm, I just, and then, you know, it's kind of a social contract. You hold yourself to that, right? So just realizing the power of choice that you have that in you and you're never stuck. It's the greatest thing, you know. You can try one thing and if it doesn't work, you learn from it. And you pick yourself back up and you keep going, you know. How many times have you guys failed? I've failed a million times, <laughs> you know. It, it's, it's the greatest thing, though, is, is you're never a failure unless you stop. And so as long as you keep going, putting one foot forward and you have those goals and you have that end dream in mind of where I want to get to, you are never a failure. You're never stuck. You just wake up every day and you execute it. You get after it. Dude, I, the last 30 seconds of my life of you just pouring into me, man, have left a massive impact. I can tell you right now, you've poured in so much hope. I'm sitting here with goosebumps right now, and I can only imagine the person you know listening to this feeling the same way um, and wanting to get more of that Tyler energy, man. First off, thank you so much for taking the time out today. Um, again, not just for the listeners, but you know for myself and Jack personally. Um, you you impact us on on such a major level, um, and we're so grateful that you've been able to do that because we've been able to help you know the people that we help with our fitness um, coaching as well, man, with the lessons that you've taught us, man. So thank you again so man, man, much. I, um, just want to validate. I, I'm you, honored. I I love you guys so much, and again, I think that's how we change the world, right? Like yeah. like I get to pour into you guys. You guys pour into me, and you have no idea too how many. There's mornings where man, my alarm goes off at five oh five. And I do my routine and I don't feel like working out. And then I pull up my freaking app and it's like, Jack, like, you're a victor. Let's get after it. And it's Gabe saying something that motivates me too. And I'm like, all right, let's go. You know, so like you guys pour into me too, man. And I, I appreciate it. And I do think we just keep the snowball rolling, man. Everybody getting their best selves, man. And we all pour into others and that's how we change the world. So let's keep doing it. <laughs> 100% that web of pouring into people keeps on growing and growing and growing. I love it. So Tyler, where can the people find you listening right now? I'm sure they want to hear more from you. They want to find out more about you. Where can they find you? Yeah, I'm on Twitter every single day at Ty Romper. Um, there's links up there to my Instagram as well. I'm at Ty Romper on Instagram. I'm starting to post there quite a bit more now too. Um, I got a newsletter that goes out bi-weekly. Um, you can sign up on Twitter for that too. I do offer coaching if you're in a, in a rough rough spot, relationships, habits, things like that um, that you want to work on too. You can contact me on one of those areas. Tyler Toad at Gmail uh, is also where you can contact me. But yeah, mostly, man, come on Twitter and say what's up. I'm on there every day. <laughs> Love it. Thank you so much, Tyler. This was an amazing conversation. And I, I really appreciate the opportunity to just get close with you and to really help each other pour in into each other. Thank you, my man. Amen, brother. I love you guys, man. Have the best day of your lives, all right? Love you too, man. Enjoy day night. Hey, thank you, man. <laughs> Have a good one, guys. <laughs> man, right now I'm sitting here feeling 10 times better than when I first sat down. Um, that conversation was amazing. If you guys want more of Tyler, make sure you follow him on Twitter at Ty Romper. And if you want more of us, follow us on Twitter and reach out to us. My Twitter handle is Coach Gabe Plugez at Gabe Plugez, P-L-U-G-U-E-Z. And my Twitter handle is at the Jack Bly. That is B-L-Y. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, 
share with a friend. Someone else needs to program their brain for positivity like we all just did right here. I feel absolutely amazing. So please share this with a friend. Rate it if you want to. If you're on Apple, give it five stars. If you hated it, give it one star. That's okay with me too. But thank you guys so much for listening. Review it, share it, do all those fancy things. And if you want extra help for transforming your body, your health, your fitness, reach out to us, DM us the word transformation, and we'll give you some help. That's it. We'll talk soon. Thank you.